0: For the Rural News with Susan Marie Tsinakwe. Susan, Zespri is taking ownership of some serious fruit quality issues last year. Good afternoon, Charlotte. The single-desk kiwifruit exporter Zespri admits it was not nimble enough to deal with poor quality fruit late last year, which threatened the reputation of the $4 billion industry. The cost of bad fruit reaching offshore markets in an unsaleable condition is estimated to have cost half a billion dollars. Chief Executive Dan Matheson told growers at the annual meeting yesterday they have worked hard to keep on top of fruit quality this season and it remains a focus. Kim Mr. Mathieson says Zespri's systems in Europe and other key markets weren't set up to handle the volume of quality claims they were receiving at the end of last year. He apologised to growers, saying that mistake flowed through to giving growers an incorrect steer on the mid-season financial forecast guidance, an error which resulted in Zespri not paying expected fruit payments some months. Mr. Mathieson says some quality issues came from the orchard and packhouse operators too, and it's pleasing to see all parts of the supply chain improve performance this season. However, he says they're still receiving too much fruit that's failing to meet Zespri's standards. While that's frustrating for growers, the company will not compromise on quality. A director of the United States' largest hemp research centre says more work into the plant fibre is needed to help paint the commercial hemp pathway green with Indigenous communities at the fore. Oregon State University's Jeff Steiner has advised US government departments on the use of hemp in both food and agriculture systems. Speaking at the Hemp Industries Association Summit in Christchurch this morning, he says hemp has been hamstrung by a lack of data and research.
1: Go to Google and type in Google Scholar, it'll bring up a Google tool that if you do something like put in there hemp carbon sequestration, you'll find every publication that supports research that deals with carbon sequestration in hemp. And right now, in that entire world database that they pull from, there's one paper. And a lot of that is supposition and assumptions, and, it, you know, in the generalization paper, it just hasn't happened because hemp has been in a high capsule. You know, the research just hasn't been done, and that's hard research you get at. It's, it's just there's more to it, okay? It's not just that hemp is sustainable, you know, and we need data because that's what's going to drive business plans and business models to work down the long run.
0: He says another commercial hurdle is the cost of producing hemp, which is up to seven times more than cotton. But he says where hemp has hope is its social drivers and urges indigenous and local communities to support the sector's growth.
1: What's really curious is that the whole community of hemp people, and I've seen this in Oregon, I've seen this elsewhere, is that there's also this talk about human capital. So if we're going to create a hemp textile industry... Do you want to have people that are basically servants working in factories somewhere in South Asia, you know, barely making a living, is that really what we want to do? Mm-hmm. If we're going to do this in, in the United States or in New Zealand, and most folks in the hemp industry we want to pay benefits to the workers, they want to provide health insurance, they want to share the profits. You know, this is a real opportunity to think about how do we build that entire ecosystem that's not only productive profitable takes care of the natural resources and we do it we also take care of the people
0: Jeff Steiner from Oregon State University the fertilizer company Ravensdown has reported a net profit before tax of four hundred and twenty-nine thousand dollars to the thirty-first of May, twenty twenty-three. That's down from sixty-eight and a half million last year. Revenue is on par with last year, but it includes insurance proceeds for flood damage and a fire at the cooperative's Napier plant. Ravensdown's chief executive Gary Dyack says because of the high price for fertilizer, customers spent the same amount of money as last year, but it bought them substantially less product. Tonnage Tans- dropped by 27%. He says the company has maintained competitive pricing by reducing margins, and as a result they finished the year below forecast income and won't be paying a year-end rebate. Weakening demand for New Zealand's beef in China has seen exporters redirect product into other markets. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowde says companies have been more successfully sending beef elsewhere compared with lamb.
2: And July's export volume data does reflect that. Uh, We saw a larger volume of beef making its way into the North American markets, Um, more than was normal for that month. Total beef export volumes out of New Zealand for July were just over 48,000 tonne. Now, that was lower by about 5,000 tonne compared to June, um, but slightly higher than July last year. The US took just over 17,000 tonne, again, slightly lower than June's June's volume, but nearly doubled the volume uh, that the U.S. took in July last year. And we've seen significant upside uh, in demand and volumes heading to Canada as well, um, well up on what we were exporting last year.
0: Mel Crowe says the tougher sales into China are evident, with 7,000 tonnes less beef heading there this July compared to the same month last year. A decade-long study has shown native bird and insect species are able to thrive in a Wairarapa forest where the poison 1080 was dropped from the air. Researchers from Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University, tracked bird and insect populations in the Remutaka and Aorangi ranges before during and after three 1080 drops for predator control in the area over a 10-year period. It found populations of native pp silver eye and wetter grew, while introduced species like blackbirds decreased when possums, rats, rabbits and stoats were controlled. Co-author Associate Professor Stephen Hartley says while the sodium fluoroacetate pesticide is biodegradable and effective, he understands why some New Zealanders hold views against the use of poison in nature.
2: 1080 is and continues to still be controversial. I mean, it is a poison, so it has to be used carefully, but everything I've seen shows me it is used carefully and that the, the targets, which is the possums and uh, rats, they're very effectively controlled. and on the whole bird life benefits from the control of those as does insect life
0: Dr Stephen Hartley says it's about protecting native biodiversity and wildlife and meeting the predator-free goal by 2050. The Conservation Department is using it to control introduced predators across more than 600,000 hectares of public conservation land this year and Osprey uses it to control disease-carrying possums with its tuberculosis-free programme. Animal rights groups SAFE and SPCA oppose the use of 1080 in natural environments. And finally, a backcountry chef and a social media personality are getting moving for rural mental health. Backcountry chef Philippa Cameron normally runs her What's for Smoko catering service from Ultimata. but this week, each day, she's running with friend and rural health advocate Kate Ivy to raise fund for rural change. The charity has a backlog of people wanting its free counselling services, but the funding has run out. The peer, eager peer, have nearly 100,000 social media followers between them and have already raised $10,000 through their daily exercise campaign. Farmer Philippa Cameron hopes it will encourage those in rural communities to take stock of their mental health.
2: Living in a rural area, you know, we've always got that she'll be right attitude. And I I think we are moving in that right direction by people openly talking about Struggles, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. There are moments in your life where something may just take you by surprise and just to get that little bit of help to have some advice to move forward might actually make such a big difference in your life and in your family's life.
0: She says everybody needs to talk sometimes and getting off the farm can be valuable too.
2: Being able to have a conversation with your friends, um, be it over a cup of tea, over a beer, over the fence but also um, doing something for you outside of your workplace so if you are in the rural sector and you're everyday farming and you might think yourself, yeah, I've been outside for the last eight hours but actually taking some time to do something for you so go for a walk or spend 20 minutes in your home gym or just taking some time for is really important.
0: All funds raised on Give a Little will go to Rural Change. Koera te Purongo or Te Tai whenua.